You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. We have a lot on the agenda today, let me just tell you, and my head is pounding from Valentine's Day. From freaking Valentine's Day. So Brett and I had made reservations to do outdoor dining at Hawks, which is our favorite restaurant downtown. Before that, we've been getting tattoos in Folsom, in Old Folsom, and Brett's always wanted to walk around down there. So we were like, let's go there first. I know it's complete opposite out of the way. Let's go get a drink somewhere. So we drove to Old Folsom. I drank two. I was just so excited to like have a drink. I drank two like pre-made margaritas. Then we went to Hawks. We ordered a bottle of wine. Okay, let me just, let me back up. Let me just walk you through the night and I'll add what I drank as we go along. So we get to Hawks and we made this reservation. We knew it was going to be outdoor dining, obviously. Um, and we had been to their outdoor dining setup before, but never on like, you know, a Hallmark holiday. So we get there and we were kind of shocked at like how busy it was. Like, like their restaurant's so small. The tent that they have set up in the parking lot is almost bigger than the restaurant. It's like, why? Why? Why is this allowed? I don't understand. It's just so crazy to me. They have all these heaters, these space heaters underneath the tent. It, Brett was freaking me out because he was saying it was a fire hazard. They had four together in one spot underneath the tent. And it just was really close to the top. I don't know. We were in, in an earshot away. We, we always, I don't understand what this is. They know who we are right when we walk in the door. They're like, oh, welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Leach. Like, they're leech. They're so nice. We, we, we get walked to our table, and we always get the shittiest, smallest table. I don't understand. This happens to us all the time. We always get the same table, whether it's outside or inside. We always get the shitty table. And I'm like, no fucking way. Are there all these nice, comfortable looking seats and chairs and tables around? And we get stuck with this one. So I don't say anything. I get it. It's Valentine's Day. Like, whatever. We were just excited to eat because we were starving. We didn't eat basically all day so that we would be like really ready for this meal. So we sit down. We're next to a couple that I can't really tell if they're on a first date or what. But they there was a Valentine's Day menu available, which was like a shrimp salad. Um, And then I forget what the mains were. And then, you know, it was basically a three course meal. It also has the option to get oysters with it. The guy was not drinking. He was drinking a diet soda. She was drinking. I think she might have done the wine pairing with her meal. She looked like she was fancy, but not, you know, like she looked like she knew what the fuck she was doing, but also not. And this poor guy was like having trouble eating a salad. She was like, oh, you're supposed to do it like this. Oh, you're supposed to eat your oysters like this, like schooling him on how to eat out. And it was really awkward. Anyway, so we get we, we 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 go to get our favorite bottle of rosé from it's just the well it's not our favorite bottle of rosé, but it's a nice bottle of rosé that we normally get when we go to Hawks. So we order that, she comes back and she's like, "Oh, we don't have it." And so Brett very quickly looks at the menu and he's like, "Let's just get a Sauvignon Blanc." So we got the Sauvignon Blanc, comes to the table. I am not fancy. So she pours me a little to taste and I take a sip and she's like, good. And I'm like, yeah, I always just think like the bottle's open. It's yours now. Right. So she pours it. I take a sip. I say, yeah, it's good. When really it's fucking terrible. It tasted so sour. So she pours my glass and she pours Brett's glass and then she walks away and Brett takes a sip and he's like, holy. And I'm like, yeah, it's not good. He's like, why didn't you say something? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they pour you a little bit so that you can taste. And if you don't like it, then you could get something else. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I just thought that like once it's opened, it's it's yours. And he's like, no. And so I'm super irritated that the wine's not good. I noticed that there is a um, espresso martini on the menu for Valentine's Day. And then I also noticed that it's $20. And I mean, we're at Hawks. We already bought a, we already bought a bottle of wine. Whenever we go to Hawks, we're expecting to spend money. So it wasn't really about that. It's just like, damn, you know, we could get 
we had alcohol at home for when we came home. I, I don't know. It just, it seemed like a lot. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to get this espresso martini. I'm just going to drink this wine. Hopefully it'll taste better once we start eating. So I looked at the menu before because Hawks always has like a rotating menu and half of the things that were online were not on the menu. So I was already already disappointed because I wanted to get a cheese board, didn't see it on the menu. So we both order this butternut squash soup and it comes and it's freaking amazing. But at this point, the waiter has come over. They have moved one of the space heaters from right next to us to someone who complained. So now we're freezing. The atmosphere is just not really like what we were comfortable with. Like we were were dying to get out of there. Brett was like, I normally love coming here. I'm really like excited to leave. And I was like, yeah, same. I was like, I'm not feeling the vibe here tonight. It just wasn't their normal service. Like it's normally very like just not rushed and very customer service focused and it just it didn't feel like that tonight. Brett and I are like looking at the menu and I I it it sucks because nothing on the menu really sounded that good. Every once in a while that happens. It's either like we go there and I'm like, mm, nothing's really sticking out to me. I'm just going to get something that I've already gotten. Or, you know, like I said, the menu's always fresh and different. So I'll order something that I'm really excited about. Well, tonight there wasn't really anything on the menu that I was super excited about. So I noticed they had um, their like, it, it's titled like uh, rosemary ragu, like fennel, fennel, rosemary, ragu. I don't know, on the menu. I take that back. On the menu, it says rigatoni. And I just read up to where it says pork and rosemary. And I'm like, I've gotten this before. It's right up my alley. It's creamy. It's like has, rosemary is very strong. Like, I'll like this. And then Brett gets what he normally gets, which is the Mary's chicken. Okay, so we order and we're all excited for our meal to come. But we're also excited to get the fuck out of there. So she finally comes and everything's quick. Like normally you're there for a while. Everything was really quick tonight and I was like this is strange that it's so fast and she sets mine down in front of me and she sets Brett's down in front of him and she's like is there anything I can get you for right now and I was like no thanks we both look down at our plates look at each other we both didn't read the description because they they'll they'll have staples on the menu but they'll change them I didn't realize mine was a ragu I don't really like a tomato sauce and Brett thought his was just his regular Mary's chicken but it ended up being like a fried parmesan chicken it said mary's chicken parmesan we this we just both didn't bother to read the menu we just thought we fucking knew so i start eating and i don't like it it's not what i wanted i'm pissed because at this point nothing that we've gotten besides the soup is anything that we like and we know at this point we've probably racked up like 180 dollar bill and so i flagged down our waitress and i was like can i get one of these um espresso martinis because i mean i didn't say this i ordered it and then i said to brett like because i'll be damned if there's not one thing that i don't like that we eat tonight so we get like halfway through our our mains and I'm like, I don't I don't even want this. And Brett's like, should we stop by Rayleigh's on the way home and get something? And I was like, yes. So we end up switching plates. I ended up liking Brett's and he ended up liking mine. So half of our meals we did enjoy because it was we swapped and she comes with a martini and it was OK. It was OK. It was just OK. So we get the bill. We're both irritated. We pay. We leave. We go to Rayleigh's and we get like a bunch of snacks. Like we got Ritz crackers and Chex Mix and Brett got a frozen pizza. And uh, yeah, and then we ha- we head home. And I am buzzed at this point because I've had half a bottle of wine. I've had the martini. I've had two margaritas like I've been mixing. So 
I do a TikTok. You might have seen it on my Facebook or on my Instagram. Um, I did a TikTok that I thought was funny. And then the next morning when I sobered up, I was like, cringe. Why am I posting TikToks? First of all, why am I posting TikToks? Second of all, TikToks stay on TikTok unless they're on your story. Why am I posting it on my actual feed? Okay, moving on. We get we get in our pajamas. Brett puts in his pizza. We make like we get all the snacks out. And we had a bottle of rosé and a bottle of like sparkling rosé. And Brett picked up some beers from the store, too. So we decide that we don't want to watch a movie. We want to start a new season of Love Island because we haven't watched Love Island in a long time. So we get on the couch, we start drinking, and we start binging Love Island for like hours. I'm talking hours. We I finally fall asleep on the couch at like 1 a.m. And Brett wakes me up at 1.30 and we go upstairs to bed. And so we've finished everything. There's nothing left. And normally, like, I don't know. Well, I guess taking into consideration what I drank before – I guess it kind of was a lot. So a bottle of rosé, a bottle of sparkling rosé, some beers, the espresso, the half, the other bottle of wine, the two margaritas. Yeah, it was a lot. So we woke up yesterday and we both wanted to freaking die. Like it is, it was so bad. And then I was like, okay, well, just one day. It's fine. We can just, we have nothing to do. Yesterday we had nothing to do. It was President's Day. Brett had it off. We laid on the couch. We watched Love Island all day long. This morning I wake up. And I thought I felt okay. We had to go help my dad with something. And then I had to go to Costco and go to the store and go to the bank. I had to go run and do a bunch of things. And then I got home from doing all that. And Brett and I had plans to go to the gym. And then I was going to do a Peloton. And my head just started to pound. Boom, boom. And it still feels like a hangover. And I never get two two day hangovers like this. I just feel like even drinking on Saturday night, I drank a couple glasses of wine and I felt hungover on Sunday. So I just think that when I take time off drinking and then I start again, it like really affects me. And right now I'm just dying. Like I told Brett, you know, we're getting ready to get the dog. I am not drinking this weekend. I'm obviously not drinking the weekend that we get the dog. Like I'm not drinking until we have a a milestone, like until something's happening. Like I'm just not sitting around the house drinking wine to feel like shit for two days because guess what happened yesterday when we felt like shit? We ate like shit. We ate the rest of the snacks. I I made Brett go get me McDonald's. And then for dinner, we were, Brett was like, since Valentine's Day dinner was so bad, let me, let's make something. And I was like, okay, so I was going to help him. I was going to make the Mazithra pasta from Spaghetti Factory, but I totally forgot that I had a radio show to do so I came upstairs did my show and Brett made dinner he must have put like 80 cloves of garlic in it neither of us could eat it it was so bad we felt sick when we got into bed because there was just too much garlic then this morning we woke up we threw everything away Brett got me cupcakes for Valentine's Day I put them in the trash we threw away the rest of the pasta we Brett brought bought bagels over the weekend this morning I woke up and I was like why the fuck is there a sleeve of bagels down here I don't need this in my life I don't need this type type of temptation we put those in the freezer and like I said we went over and helped my dad my dad was like oh you left some orange juice over here from Super Bowl when you were making mimosas I'm like don't give me anything with sugar in it it's so hard to like get back on track once you've fallen off like All I want to do is eat healthy again. Like we got kale, some pork chops, and we're going to have some potato tonight for dinner. Just like super fucking basic. My stomach is killing me from the dairy and all the shit that I ate this weekend. So I'm dying to eat something healthy, but it also, I'm also craving all the things that are bad. Like all I want to do is go downstairs and make a grilled cheese sandwich. And yeah, I could make it with vegan cheese and it could be better, but I don't want to be eating bread, period. It's just so freaking frustrating because drinking just leads to headaches, no motivation. I already when I came in here to do this podcast, I looked to Brett and I was like, I'm not going to the gym today or doing a Peloton. Like after I do my podcast, I'm going to do my radio show. And then my ass is going to be sitting on the couch watching Love Island. And then this is us. And then I'm going to bed. And hopefully tomorrow I will feel like a normal human being because I cannot handle this. And he feels the same last night. 
he it was scary he was so hungover last night he was like jolting like you know when you have a a, a a dream where you're falling and you like it jolts you out of bed that was happening to him every time he was drifting off and he was like please don't go to sleep I'm he's like I, f- I feel like something's wrong and I was like what do you mean he's like I feel like I'm having a heart attack I'm like oh my god you can't just throw around that you're having a heart attack I'm like if you don't feel good like drink some water go splash some water on your face but now you're stressing me out so we had like the worst night's sleep last night I'm telling you guys Valentine's Day done fucked us up this weekend <laughs> fuck going out I'm ne- I'm Brett and I both decided like we were so desperate just to we just to do something I know everyone is but you know we wanted to go out and have a meal on a patio and it just wasn't worth it we spent all this money for what to not enjoy a single fucking second of it and to literally stare at our watches and wait for it to be over like it's not it's just not worth it like we just need to wait till everything's reopened normally and then go have a meal somewhere because it's just it's dis too much so not only am I hungover today and have a headache but I'm also grouchy because I shared the breeder where we're getting the puppy from she shared both of the litters because I told you the pup the litter that our puppy's coming from there there's another litter on the farm that was born on the same day that ours was so there's she has 20 puppies on the farm right now so over the weekend she posted the golden puppies the golden doodles and then on Sunday maybe I don't know yeah Sunday that sounds right she posted ours and I shared the post I did block some people from seeing the post not gonna lie just some people that I knew that are on my feed that would just talk shit you know I just don't I have been nothing but transparent about this dog I've told everyone that it's coming from a breeder. Brett has allergies. He's not going to get an animal that sheds. He can't handle the hair. So we're getting a dog that is hypoallergenic. It is hard to find hypoallergenic dogs in a shelter, especially during a pandemic when everyone wants an animal. Like, what more do you want from me? It's not like I'm over here not doing shit for any animal shelter or not doing anything for Front Street and just like buying buying dogs off breeders like no I have a cat from Front Street I advocate for animals that are in the shelters I've helped raise money for Front Street like I just I don't I don't know what else people want from me I don't but I still feel the need to like hide it from some people even though most of the people that I hid it from know about it like I'm not just gonna I'm just gonna straight up tell you I hid hella people from Front Street from seeing that status because I just don't want to deal with it. I, do I feel guilty even though I'm being transparent? Yes. And to be honest with you, like, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I hit him. Okay. I hit about eight people from seeing that status. Okay. So I post it and everything's fine. I don't really, no one says anything to me, just positive comments. It's, it's a picture. It's like eight different pictures. No, more than eight. It's all the puppies basically wearing color coordinated bows. And so I basically said, which one's your favorite? Cause Brett and I had picked our top five and I think we've moved up on the list to have, third pick of the litter. No, not a lot of people really liked it. Only a couple people commented. I'm sure a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Is she getting a dog from a breeder? And I mean, if you would listen to my podcast, you would know. If you have seen my Instagram stories, you would know, even though it's not super clear that I'm getting a dog from a breeder on my Instagram stories when I obsessively talk about the dog. But everything was fine until today. I don't know if people just took a break from social media over the weekend, but I'm driving around running my errands and I get in the parking lot of the grocery store and I have four different comments from four different people. One of them's like, what? I'm so confused. Miss Front Street getting a dog from a breeder. And then another person said, what the fuck is this? You're getting one of these dogs. Hashtag adopt, don't shop. So I just took the whole post down. I don't because I, I just don't want to deal with it. 
I, I don't want to deal with it. Like I don't, I just fucking can't. So I emailed all the people individually and I was like, hey, um, I've been super transparent about this on my podcast. I am still going to advocate for animals that are in the shelters. I'm still going to help Front Street, you know, wherever and whenever I can. I hope to eventually re- start doing my spin of the week again or help them do things in the future. It's just frustrating. So I wrote all these people individually and I said, you know, Brett's allergic we need a hypoallergenic dog. Yes, I'm getting it from a breeder. I'm still going to continue to advocate for animals in the shelter and that are looking for their forever homes, yada, yada, yada. This doesn't change anything. It doesn't change my feelings about adoption. If in the future we are able or we do find a dog from a shelter that fits our needs, then great. I will never, you know, one day if I want to get another cat, the same thing stands. I wasn't the one that was begging Brett to get a puppy. Like this wasn't, this wasn't me, which might shock a lot of people. I've never really been after getting a dog. I've always been after getting a cat. Um, Yeah, I thought it would be cool to get a puppy, but I'm very aware of the work that comes with it. This was all Brett. So when we started talking about getting a dog, you know, these were the guidelines that we had to follow. So I'm just grouchy because I don't want to have to defend it. You know, I've I've already said my piece. This is my piece. (laughs) We're getting a dog from a breeder. If we didn't buy it, someone else would. At least we're going to provide it a great home. And I'm not someone that's out here not paying attention to shelters and not aware of what happens in shelters. I'm very aware. And so I'm not naive to the fact that when you buy from a breeder, I I get it. You know, you don't need to like come at me in my comments. You don't need to make me feel any worse than I already feel because I do feel bad. And, you know, maybe this is where some of my anxiety about the dog is stemming from. Who fucking knows? All I know is that I feel like me getting this dog has driven a wedge through some relationships that I have with people that were either my friends or people that are just Facebook friends or people that I don't really even talk to. And it's just weird to me. Like, worry about your damn self. (laughs) I don't know what else to say besides worry about your fucking self. Don't make me feel bad. Don't bully me. I, I it's it's a done deal. It's happening. And that's that. Just live your life and don't worry about mine. Okay, thanks. Bye. We have a Zoom call this weekend with a representative from, I forget what food they, whatever food they're feeding the puppies. There's a associate from that company that's going to talk to us about any questions that we will have about the puppy. It seems like they're uh, not only, oh, paw tree. Sorry, I feel, I just shoved a banana down my throat because we didn't have any other food to eat in the house. And um, now I have indigestion from a banana. Is that a thing? And I keep rubbing my nose because my allergies are kicking in. You guys, I'm a fucking hot mess. Yeah, paw tree. Has anyone had any experience with that food? That's the food that the puppies are getting fed at the farm. And they obviously, you know, recommend that we use that. And if we are going to switch to a different food, you wean them off by mixing. You know how it works. So a representative from Paw Tree who is also um, like an advocate or a, I don't know, she play, she pays, uh, pays, I can't even talk. She plays the role of like a middleman, I guess, between the new puppy parents and Windy Hills Farm, which is where we're getting the dog from. She's going to do a Zoom call, talk about our house, what we need to do to prepare, talk about the food, talk about treats, talk about... Basically, any questions that we'll have, they said to set aside 90 minutes for that on Saturday. So we're doing that on Saturday. And then the following weekend is when we get the dog. Like I said, we got more pictures with bows, better, clearer pictures of their faces. We debated a lot over the weekend, the name thing. We have gone from like agreeing on a couple names to not agreeing at all. And then we've also moved up on the list. So I think we're going to get third choice now. And... I which means we could potentially get a girl because there's two girls 
and the dog that we like the most is a girl. And so we almost agreed because I want to name the girl Penny. I love the name Penny. I don't know who. There is someone that I know that has that name and I can't put my finger on it. Not someone that's like my friend, but someone must have a kid or something named Penny. One of my friends or a Facebook friend. I don't know. I love the name Penny. So if it's a girl, I kind of want to name it Penny. We were thinking about naming it Delilah because I fostered a cat from Front Street. Delilah I was planning on keeping her. Then I met Brett and Brett was had never lived with an animal before and was like, I cannot live with two cats. And so my dad ended up taking Delilah one of the times I went to England and he just kept her because he fell in love with her. So I really love the name Delilah. It's not that I wasted it on her, but we were thinking about maybe the name Delilah, but I feel like that might be a little weird. So Brett, Brett was like, what if you, if it's a girl, you name it. And if it's a boy, I name it. And I'm like, no, because I know what you're like. You're going to talk us out of getting a girl so that it's a boy so that you could name it. His new thing is he wants to name it Liam or Noel. So those are the two Gallagher brothers that make up the band Oasis, the theme of his sleeve, the band that he loves. And so he wants to now name the dog either Liam or Noel. And I'm just like, no. And then he'll agree on Charlie Brown, but not Charlie. He'll agree on Ben, but not Benny. I'm like, this is just becoming a shit show. And he also thinks that Lucky is strictly a girl's name, even though when I looked up the top 100 boy dog names, Lucky was like number 13, which is interesting because isn't 13 an unlucky number? So I have no clue what the name's going to be. Hopefully it'll just hit us when when we see the dog, but we did get some really cute pictures. If you want to see them, hit me up. They were on social media, but I took them down. God, no way I would put them on Instagram. Which is funny because obviously I'm going to post this dog when we have it. And I'm sure people are going to wonder where we got a doodle puppy. They're going to know it didn't come from a shelter. Like people aren't idiots. It's just so, uh, I don't want to keep dwelling on this. But man, all those comments today really pissed me off because I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think me being an outsider, if I saw someone, I know that a lot of people associate me with Front Street and I love that. I mean, I look, I fucking love Front Street. I wish I could work at Front Street. I've talked about that in a previous podcast. I had the opportunity to work there and I didn't. And I really regret it because I really think that I would get a lot of jobs, a lot of satisfaction out of that. I do love Front Street. I love a lot of the people that freaking work there. I've made some friends over at Front Street. And I love that I'm associated with that place. And I love that people see me as, you know, I wouldn't want to say the face of Front Street because that's the furthest thing from the truth. But people see me and they associate me with Front Street. I love that. I just feel like if I was an outsider and I see someone post something about, I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't. If I thought like, oh, that's weird. Aren't they a big advocate for shelters? I don't even think I would think it. Like, just move along. Move it along. I, don't, I definitely wouldn't comment something on someone's Facebook status. I'm just not that person, you know? And I guess I just, I made it a couple days without any comments. And then today they just all hit me like a ton of bricks. And at first I just hid the comments. But then I'm like, I don't want to have to be on comment patrol on my own Facebook. So I just took it down. But going back to it, like obviously I'm going to post pictures of this dog on my Instagram. And I just, it's just so weird to me. I don't know. Anyways, a crow or a bird or a blackbird died in our pool. I took a picture. I, we were getting our fence done and I was looking outside and from the kitchen and I noticed that something was floating in the pool. And I also noticed that Chuck was going crazy. So I get a little bit closer and I realize it's a bird. Now, I thought it was a crow. And then a lot of people on Instagram schooled me. They were the crow police and told me that was actually a blackbird. I swooped it up in the net and then Brett dumped it. And I had originally looked up what a dead crow means. And it, it was good luck as opposed to bad luck, which was what a lot of people thought. But I never looked up what a blackbird means, a dead blackbird. Is that bad luck? A lot of people are like, you need to sage your whole entire house. I don't think anything bad, knock on wood, has happened since then. 
that night, which was Friday, I made some salmon for dinner, salmon and like Brussels sprouts and stuff. And I posted a picture of it because it was so freaking good. And people were like, is that the crow? People are so annoying. Yeah, I ate the crow for dinner. (laughs) Stupid. I know they're just being funny. Actually, one person, I honestly don't think they were just being funny. I think they honestly thought it was the crow. Everyone that that was making a joke about it, haha, but everyone that was like, I don't, people are just weird. I've just had it with social media. Like, just don't, I just want to disable my comments on everything and live my life. But comments are how you get traffic, how you gain impressions, and how you bring people to your page. So I guess I can't fucking do that. I noticed that, or I was, I'm, I'm back on TikTok, if you haven't noticed. I took a very long sabbatical after Brett had made a comment about me being on TikTok too much, but now I'm back. And I have seen all the TikTok videos about Gen Z saying that side parts are out and skinny jeans are out and I just I don't understand and so now every time I see people with skinny jeans I'm like does that label them as old or something I don't I don't get it I'm not wearing those mom jeans I'm not I, I'm not doing it skinny jeans for life like a side part for life I'm not doing it I don't get it when I when I middle part my hair you see all my grays and my butt's too big to fit in any size of the mom jeans and I don't get the what kind of shoes do you even wear with those pant bottoms like it's and I feel like this happens all the times with trends like trends will come out and I'm like no never and then I'm always late like a year late to trends and then a year later I'm going to be doing it but I can't see myself getting on this trend of those jeans. I don't, they don't, they're not going to look good on me. It's not going to happen. I've been obsessed with not skinny, but not fat. I've talked about her a lot the past few weeks. She, I didn't listen. I don't like when she does her rants on Instagram, which has really been humbling for me because I used to do those a lot. And sometimes I'm tempted to front facing talk to the camera. And I'm like, I don't feel like anyone's going to watch this because I don't watch it when she does it. I always skip, skip, skip. But her husband did something annoying and it prompted her to ask the question, what's something annoying that your husband's doing? The answers were fucking hilarious. Hilarious. One person said that her husband shushed her during labor. Um, Another person said that while she was on her period, her husband cut his hand and was saying that he was dizzy from the amount of blood that he was losing. Another, uh, the posts were just so good. I wish I could have screenshotted all of them and read them, but I think a lot of you are following her, so you might have seen it, but oh my God, it was just gold. It was freaking gold. The other night, I forget what happened, but Brett and I got into some sort of argument and it was the day that she posted this and he was trying to bait me into losing it. He was whistling like all night while we were watching TV, whistling like hell while I was washing my face and brushing my teeth. Then we got in bed and he was whistling like so loud. And normally it probably would have worked. I probably would have, <laughs> I probably would have uh, bit, bit the bait. But because of the status and all the annoying things that husbands do and their wives were, you know, commenting on the question on Instagram, it just made me laugh because this was just an annoying thing. Like I had done something to irritate him and he was trying to get me back by whistling and I saved it in my notes. I was like Brett whistling to trigger me (laughs) and looking back, it's so funny because of the timing of the entire thing. I wish I could remember what I did. But, oh, the whistling. I was two seconds away from being, stop it! But I just held it in and I didn't say anything. And then the morning, 
Everyone forgot that we were mad at each other. It's just like it vanished. It's funny how that happens, right? Brett and I will go to bed sometimes like angry and then we wake up and it's just like, it's a beautiful morning. (laughs) The fight never carries over into the next day. Very rarely. Normally we wake up and it's like, it's it's a whole new, I can't, I mean, I can keep going. Kim Kardashian, normally Kanye spoils her on Valentine's Day. He did not get her a damn thing. She didn't post about anything last year. Like he had Kenny G surprise her and was playing with balloons and shit everywhere. So, I mean, they're for sure getting a divorce. It, It hasn't really been in the news a lot lately. I don't know how it's possible that they have something so high profile going on and it's not really in the news, but It's obvious that they're getting a divorce. Also, there were rumors um, for a while that Kendall Jenner was coming out with a tequila. She announced it today. I really wish that I liked tequila. Apparently, she's been working on this tequila for like three and a half years. And she did all these like blind taste tests. She entered um, the tequilas in competitions like I guess there's tequila competitions or alcohol competitions. It actually won an award. And when you read the review of it, it says like, we have no clue where it's made, who's behind it, where to get it. But this is like the best tequila ever. It's like $60 a bottle. I wish I liked tequila because I really want to try it because it seems like it's getting a lot of rave reviews before she even put her name on it, before anyone knew who the tequila was associated with. But hate to bring up Not Skinny Not Fat again. She was going off today on her Instagram story about how many celebrities have tequila companies. There are... Over 50 for sure. So many tequila companies. Tequila gives me the mouth sweats. Like my mouth is juicy just talking about it. David Letterman. Did anyone see the post that I put up about David Letterman giving Lindsay Lohan a really bad time? Oh, it was so cringe. Lindsay Lohan was on a show doing an interview and he brought up how she was going to be going to rehab and she doesn't want to talk about it. She's like trying to very politely say like, oh, I didn't think we're going to talk about this. And at one point she starts to tear up and he's like, oh, I made her cry. I couldn't even watch all of it. I had to skip through it because it was so fucking cringe. But I posted it on my story. A lot of people were commenting on it saying like, I can't believe how bad that was. And I was like, yeah, fucking same. I can't believe it either. But then I started thinking like back then being mean was funny. Like that was humor. My blogs, my Facebook statuses, I was mean and I thought it was funny. And now I am just... I don't feel the same. Like, I just would never speak how I used to. Sometimes my Facebook statuses come up and I'm like, got to find that one and delete it. Like, I just was mean and it was not, not nice. And it's funny because when I used to post statuses about some of the things that I would do, like I, one sticks out to me. I went out with this guy. We were at Blue Q. It wasn't going well and I just didn't want to deal with it. And so I said I was going to the bathroom and I left. And to me, that was content. Like, I posted about it and kind of made fun of him and like said that I left and I'm pretty sure I was still friends with him on Facebook and he commented, which just made it that much more rich at the time. And people that were older than me were like, this is like, why do you think this is funny? Like, this is not cute. And I just thought they were uptight. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was really unattractive of me. Probably funny to my age group considering the time that we were in. But looking back on it now, it's so bad, so bad. So I just think that that back in that time, it was cool to be mean. It was funny to be mean. And we're in a time now where nice is Nice is nice. It's it's good to be nice. It's attractive to be nice. Just fucking be nice to people. So David Letterman's catching a lot of heat from that interview. I will post. I'll find. I don't know. I forget who posted about it. I'll have to find it and post it on my feed because I was talking to my friend Kaylin about my podcast and how sometimes I talk about things and no one knows where to find them. And so I need to be better about utilizing my What the Chuck podcast Instagram for things that I talk about on this podcast. So I will track down the post 
where that interview is so that I can share it so that you can see it. It's just, it's really bad. I feel so bad for her. We've been watching season three of Love Island, which is interesting because there's some people that are on the challenge that are on this season of Love Island UK. So it's funny because like one of the girls, Gabby, she's on the challenge right now. She's still in the game. She looks so different now. And so I went to her Instagram to try to figure out what has changed from 2017 to now. And it's lip fillers. Like everyone in the UK has lip fillers. Her lips are huge now. They take up half of her face and it makes her look totally different. Now, I'm not really into lip fillers. I don't think I would ever get them. I think that they do look good on some people, but most people just take it fucking overboard. But it it changes everyone's face dramatically. There's no question about that. You get lip fillers, your fucking face looks different. And it's not that I like, I'm just curious what my face would look like. like I know there's Instagram filters, but there's it's not the same. It just makes me wonder like what my face would look like if I got them. Last night I was flipping my lip up. Brett hates them. He hates them. I was like, what do you think? And he was like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm just so curious about what my face would look like. Another thing on Love Island that they always talk about is girls love scaffolders. Like they're always talking about, oh yeah, I like a guy that's tall, dark, and handsome, like a good body, like a scaffolder. And I said to Brett last night, is dating a scaffolder like dating a firefighter here? And he's like, yeah, kind of. Like girls really love scaffolders. And I'm like, that's so fucking random. So yeah, lip fillers and scaffolders. Put that on a t-shirt. Someone that I follow from the radio posted a status. I'm assuming that he posted it to get some interaction to talk about it on the morning show that he's on. This summer, I was walking around my sister-in-law. You know, she lives right down the street. We were walking her mom and her sister's dogs and her dog and when they pooped you know you pick it up with the bag and then we passed a bunch of trash cans and I was like oh just put it in there and she was like no you can't do that and I was like why I I wouldn't care if someone put like a little dog poop bag in our trash can but this this Facebook status that I saw was a debate over that like do when you're going on walks and you're carrying around a dog shit bag do you put it in other people's trash cans and some people were like I it was pretty much 50 50 some people were like I could care less and some people were like if I saw you put a dog poop bag in my trash can I would chase you down the street and I already told Brett that that was okay so Brett's gonna fucking do it we're walking around the neighborhood but I'm like is it rude I you really don't know. You just don't know what type of person is living at the house who owns a trash can and how they feel about it. I didn't realize it was such a controversial topic. Like, I I, I don't want to carry it. I would If I pass a trash can that's on the street, I'm not going to walk up to your house, like behind a gate or anything and put it in your trash can. But if the trash can's on the street, can't I just pop it in? Well, I don't understand the controversy behind this. How do you feel about dog poop bags in your trash can? Like, do I have to carry it till I get home? Or if I'm passing your can on the street, can I just pop it in real quick? People on the status were saying, oh, what if it's not trash day the next day? Or what if the bag breaks and it's inside the trash? Like, your isn't your trash can disgusting? The trash can that you leave outside? Like, I don't understand. Could it get any more disgusting? Could it get any filthier? I hate trash cans. Like, whenever I put trash in our outdoor trash can, I don't touch anything. I, like, grab the doorknob with my the palms of my hands, and I come in and I wash my hands under scolding hot water. Trash cans are filthy. So why can't I put a dog poop bag poop, dog poop in an actual bag in your trash can? I don't get it. Someone please explain it to me in a way that makes sense. Because for me... None of these excuses are are doing it for me. Brett and I watched The Little Things. I think that's what it's called on HBO Max this weekend. It's the new Denzel movie. It has Jared Leto in it. And it has the guy that plays Freddie Mercury in the um, in the Queen movie. What's it called? 
oh, you guys, I wish you could see me. The whole time I've been recording this, almost the whole time, I have my head's leaning forward towards the microphone. I'm slurring my words a little bit because I'm hungry. That happens when I'm hungry. I have my head in my hands, like my 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 thumbs behind my ears and my fingers on the top of my forehead and my eyes are closed. And so I'm really wondering how this is going to sound when I, I almost quit like 15 minutes ago and just said, fuck it, I'm not going to release one tomorrow. It's not, not that I don't want to. I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about tonight. I just feel like my brain's not working. Oh my God. Two day hangovers. I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced that. If I have, it's been like after Vegas. Okay. What was I just talking about? Oh, the guy from the guy that played Freddie Mercury, Remy, I think his name is. It was such a good movie. I was reading a lot of backlash before I saw it, though, so I was expecting it to not be as good as it was. And then, of course, it has like, I'm not going to tell you if you haven't seen it, but it has a very interesting ending. So I wanted to Google it. And I read that the guy who wrote this movie actually wrote it back in the 90s. But back in the 90s, movies were very like, there's a bad guy. There's a good guy. You think the bad guy's going to win and then the good guy overcomes and everything is right in the world. And this movie, it's not really like that. It's it's unique and it doesn't have um, the ending that you would maybe suspect. And so he said that the reason that he didn't release it was because he didn't think people would react well to it back then. And these... These days, people are more used to curveballs, I think, at the end of a movie. There were still a lot of people that didn't like it. I think a lot of people still like to see the cliche ending, and this movie did not have a cliche ending, but I really freaking enjoyed it. I had told my dad to watch it before I had watched it. I was like, oh, there's a new Denzel movie on HBO Max. I put the HBO Max app on his on his TV, and I was like, you should utilize it. So I told you back before we watched Yellowstone, my dad had been telling me to watch it. And before I'd even watched one episode, he said, oh, didn't you like how something, something, something at the end? And I'm like, we haven't even watched one single episode. You just told me how season three ended. Perfect. So I told him to watch this new Denzel movie. He watches it on Thursday or he tells me he's about to watch it on Thursday. And then a couple hours later, I was like, did the, did you finish it? Is it good? And he said, yeah, but and then he lays out the entire plot in the ending and then asks me a question. And I'm like, I don't know, dad. I haven't watched it yet. So I blocked what he said out. Like I I did read it, but I didn't read it more than once. And luckily I didn't remember anything by the time we watched it. But I'm like, oh my, this is the second time in a month that you've spoiled something for me. (laughs) And so now I've talked him into watching Sons of Anarchy because I'm like, if you loved Yellowstone, you got to watch Sons. I'm like, it's free on Netflix. So he finally goes to watch it last week and they took it off Netflix and it's on Hulu. But I'm logged into my friend's Hulu and I'm like, God damn it. I want my dad to watch it so freaking bad. So I just ordered him season one on DVD um, on Amazon and it got to his house on Saturday and he's obsessed with it. He's like, it's so good. But now I'm going to have to bu- either I'm going to have to pay for Hulu for a couple months while he watches it or I'm going to have to buy him every DVD. I haven't decided which way I'm going to go yet. You can find all the DVDs on Amazon and some of them are really cheap, but some of them feel sketchy. He's lucky I'm not spoiling it for him. He said something today about it and I want to be like, oh, just you wait, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let him enjoy it without spoiling any of it for him. The Chris Harrison thing. I think it happened the day that I recorded my podcast or the day right after. So we didn't get to talk about it. Rachel Lindsay, she is a correspondent on Extra. And she did an interview with Chris Harrison about how Rachel Kirkconnell, who is currently still on Matt James's season, had some pictures and some things from her past pull up that were racist. She went to an old antebellum party where she's dressed up her and her. I don't know if she was in a sorority or what. She was just going to a lot of 
parties with cultural appropriation. She was dressed up as a Native American. She went to that um, old antebellum party. Her parents were registered Republicans, which I don't think should really be in the media. Like, I don't think that how her parents voted are a reflection of her. But there's also a TikTok going around. And I mean, what? Look at these TikToks that go around that are just not true. What was the one about the Kardashians? Something crazy about the Kardashians went around and they all had to say that it wasn't true. Like people are trying to create content on TikTok for clicks, for likes, so that they can get a lot of followers, so that they can go viral because TikTok pays once you get to a certain point. So this girl on TikTok posted this video, and I'm not saying that it's not true, but I'm just saying that we don't have all the facts. We do have the facts about her being pictured at the party. We do not have the facts about this. But the TikTok was basically like this girl watching Rachel on The Bachelor, and the girl claimed that in high school, Rachel used to make fun of her for liking black guys, and now she's dating the first black bachelor. So that was the premise of the TikTok. So there's a few things that have just, there were also some old tweets um, that were never confirmed to be hers, But like I said, the picture is definitely confirmed. So Rachel talks to Chris Harrison on Extra and she basically says, you know, it's been a week. There's nothing in Rachel's contract that prohibits her from making a comment on these claims, on these accusations. And Chris Harrison, very matter of fact, very just like arrogantly says, well, Rachel, are those were those things not acceptable in 2018 or are they not acceptable in 2021? And Rachel's like, they were never acceptable. Like, we're speaking out on it now, but it doesn't matter if it was 2018 or 2021. Like, it was not, it's not acceptable at any time. And he talked about the woke police. He talked about cancel culture. It just was not a good look. It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And people were automatically, like, making statements. People that were from the franchise that love Chris Harrison were coming out and saying, look, I love him, but I don't agree with the things that he said the last season of the bachelorette claire slash tasha season plus this season of matt's ladies they all kind of banded together and released these joint statements saying that they don't stand for um, racism within the franchise and it just started building like the interview was bad but it didn't just like die off over the next couple days the topic was building and building and building within the franchise and chris harrison had made his initial statement and it was just like i understand that i was perpetuating racism that's not what i intended and then he did the typical i'm gonna sit back and listen and learn which has just been in everyone's apologies this year and his first statement was just very pr it was very it was very carefully written okay was it enough a lot of people didn't think so so brett and i were driving to costco on saturday and i saw that he posted yet another statement and this one was two slides long i did repost it on my instagram at what the chuck podcast if you want to read it And he very carefully says something and it's been under question ever since. So let me read you the part that people are like, "Okay, what does this mean? Oh, you guys, my bad. I just went to look for it on the What the Chuck podcast page and the apology that I there's been so many fucking apologies this week. I can't keep them straight. We had Morgan Wallen. We had Justin Timberlake and we had Chris Harrison twice. So the one that I posted was actually uh, Justin Timberlake. So let me pull up the Chris Harrison apology. It's just on his Instagram. So you can see it there. I was talking to my friend Kaylin, though, about how I need to post like everything that I talk about on my Instagram. So I might just do a whole slide of all the shit that I've talked about. So here's the part in question. He said, this historic season of The Bachelor should not be marred or overshadowed by my mistakes or diminished by my actions. To that end, 
I have consulted with Warner Brothers and ABC and will be stepping aside for a period of time and will not join for the After the Final Rose special. If you don't watch The Bachelor, After the Final Rose comes after the finale or actually kind of during the finale. And it's Chris Harrison normally with a live audience and people from the finale on stage doing interviews. My my best guy friend Anthony's texting me while I'm doing this podcast. And this happens to him every season. He gets hit up by Bachelor producers to be on an upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And I'm always like, do it. Why don't you do it? But he always flakes on the Zoom calls or on the production calls. So he got a text today from one of the casting directors for an upcoming season of The Bachelorette. I don't know if it's going to, it can't be this one. No, they must have already cast that guy. But I'm like, Anthony, if you don't fucking do it, I'm going to kill you, okay? I need you to get on The Bachelor and then promote my podcast or be on the podcast with me and then I can basically be in The Bachelor franchise without being on The Bachelor because I'm married, okay? Thanks. Selfish. So after the final rose is a special with Chris Harrison and he sits down with everyone and they do these interviews and it normally announces the next Bachelorette, which I thought we were actually going to hear about this last week and we didn't. So it does a lot. And so he basically says he's going to be stepping aside but he's and he's not going to be on after the final rose. But the thing is, the whole season of The Bachelor is already filmed. It's already produced. It's already airing. So he is just going to be taking a break for after the final rose. I don't think that they're going to pull him from the franchise in its entirety. And a lot of people were speculating that Rachel will take his place. But Rachel has already said that she's not renewing her contract with ABC following what happened with Chris Harrison. Now people are speculating that it could also be Jojo because she did fill in for Chris while he was gone for a couple episodes. I just think that the Bachelor franchise knows that it would be a struggle to do this without Chris Harrison because although it Chris Harrison is barely in the episodes. He is the face of this franchise. It would be like, oh God, I just almost, oh, I almost just said something really sad. It would almost be, and you'll get what I, what I almost said when I say this, it would be like Wheel of Fortune without Pat Sajak. You know what I mean? Do I think that he should be pulled from the franchise completely? I don't know. I think he's going to have a rough time. I think it's going to be embarrassing for him to face some of these cast members that, you know, he's offended and affected by the things that he said. I think it is going to take a lot of apologizing and I think it's not just going to be about his apologies to them. It's going to be about his actions because you could tell by the way that he was saying what he said that he really felt that it was right. So he needs to show that he has learned that what he felt was right was actually not right. Is he going to be able to do that? I don't know, but I think it's going to be up to him to save himself. Is he going to be able to come back from this? I guess we'll have to wait and see. And then as far as Rachel goes, it's crazy because last night's episode okay so sorry Rachel Lindsay is the one that did the interview with Chris Harrison and the person uh in question was Rachel Kirkconnell, who is currently on Matt James's season and as of last night, officially making it through to hometowns. So it's been painted in the media that her family's racist, that she's racist. I don't believe that she's racist because listen, she's dating the first black bachelor and those women knew who they were signing up for. And I feel like she really loves him. Like last night in the episode when she was talking about how she's scared of losing it all, like she was shaking. I feel like she really meant that. And with her going to hometowns, we're about to find out if her family's racist because that shit will come out on that episode if they are. Like, if they're not OK with this relationship, we're going to be able to see it. So I think this next episode is going to be very telling. But also she released a statement 
about her actions, but she's just under fire about a lot of things. She was, uh, now that people are attacking her about one topic, they're attacking her about every topic. So in the episode where she went on her one-on-one with Matt, Matt bought her some Louis Vuitton shoes and she said she's never purchased shoes. She's she's like, I've never had shoes that were over like, I don't know, $40. And listen, I get that statement because if I were on The Bachelor and that happened to me, I'd probably say the same thing. When in reality, I have bought some shoes over $100, tennis shoes, I've never bought a pair of heels that cost over $100. No way. No way. Not that type of bitch. So after Rachel said that, people started scrolling through her Instagram and her old social media pages and pulling pictures of her in shoes that cost more than $40. Like people are just being petty. So now that Chris Harrison's not going to be on after the final rose, I do think that Rachel Lindsay is not going to take over for him if he ends up getting fired. But do I think that they will put her on after the final rose so that when Rachel, who inevitably inevitably will be on after the final rose, can get grilled by Rachel Lindsay and we can kind of see what the two Rachels have to say when they're in a room together having a very serious much needed conversation? I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. I've not seen any spoilers. I know nothing. But the gut feeling that I'm getting from from the, some of the, the words that have been said, because Rachel Lindsay said there's nothing in Rachel's contract that prohibits her from talk from making a statement about what's going on. That makes me feel like she's going to win. It really does. Now, I, I have no clue. Like I said, no clue. But if Rachel Kirkconnell wins the whole finale and after the final rose is going to be taken over by the things that she's said on social media in the past, the things Chris Harrison has said. And I wonder how Matt feels about it. I'm sure that they've talked about it, but has what's come out affected their relationship if they are the two that's together in the end? And even if they aren't, she's going to be on the after the final rose and it's going to get brought up, which is what makes me think that Rachel's going to, because who else would bring it up? I If JoJo was hosting, I, I can't see her bringing it up. It would have to be Rachel Lindsay. It's going to be very interesting to find out. But the vibe that I'm getting, like Matt saying last night to Rachel, when I'm not with you, I'm thinking about you. He didn't give that off, those vibes off to anyone else. I don't feel it between him and Brie at all. I'm actually shocked that he picked Brie over Piper. Shocked. Also, I'm shocked at how Piper left it last night. She just stormed off and got into the car like, get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. Like she did not. He was like, I'm so sorry. And she just got in the car and that was it. And then she was so hard on herself. I should have never opened up, yada, yada, yada. I wonder what their conversation is going to be on after the final rose. But I was shocked that he picked Brie over Piper shocked. I wonder if he felt pressure because Brie was like, I quit my job. I had to step down from my position to be here. I wonder if he felt pressure from that. All I have to say is last night's episode. Well, not all I have to say because I have a lot to say. Last night's episode was a record number of girls going home in one episode. I feel like it was more girls going home than on the initial night. So let's see. He sent the girls home at first. Which girls was it? Um, Serena and Chelsea, who I was shocked by. He sent those two girls home and then Abigail went home and then Jesenia went home and then Kip sent herself home. That's a lot of fucking girls. The final girls are Brie, Michelle, Tantric Yoga Girl. What's her name? Serena, too, right? Serena and Rachel. Serena, I also, I feel like she's very genuine and she would be honest if, if she wasn't feeling Matt anymore, but that date was awkward. And I was just getting the vibe that she didn't want to be. I get that you're not touchy feely, but I was getting vibes that she was not into him at all. And I'm surprised he didn't pick up on those. I was actually expecting him to send her home. 
I'm just not getting vibes from anyone besides Rachel and Michelle. I don't think Brie and Serena are it. I think the final two are going to be Rachel and Michelle, pending how the hometowns go. I'm also very excited to see how Matt's mom reacts to both of these girls because Matt's mom seems like a hard ass. So I can't wait for that episode, which will be either after the final rose. I don't know. Or not after the final. The women tell all. Also very curious about the how the women tell all is going to go down because that was filmed before the Chris Harrison drama. I just wonder if ABC is going to somehow make any type of statement or insert anything into the women tell all. I just wonder how they're going to handle it going forward. Or is Chris Harrison being removed from one episode? Is that is that it for ABC? They're like, yeah, we did our part. We're going to remove him from one episode. And, you know, that's good. That's good enough for us. I felt really bad last night for Abigail. I but it was obvious, like, girl, when you didn't get that one on one, it's but why didn't he give her the one on one? Why didn't the producers make that happen? It's so confusing to me. Did they see something in her that we didn't see? I mean, it became very obvious to me that they're two completely different people. I feel like um, what do they say in Love Island? They need we need someone with a bit of crack. Um, I do. I'm so bad at English. Forget I even said that. Erase that from your mind. Like men in black. Um, I, they always say like, we need someone with a bit of crack. We need someone that has good banter. Um, and I feel like him and Abigail wouldn't have that. And I feel like Matt also needs that. I feel like he needs someone that could like, has a good flirt to roast ratio. You know what I'm trying to say? And Abigail just didn't seem like that, but maybe she just wasn't, wasn't able to get that part of her, um, you know, through on the show because she didn't really have any opportunity. Just like the same thing with Jesenia. I would have much rather seen Abigail on a one-on-one than Jesenia. Why the hell did they, the producers make that happen? That is also very confusing to me. As soon as they started out on that date, I was like, this seems like a week one date. There's no way she's making it past dinner. No fucking way. And she didn't. He was like, yeah, how can she say she's falling in love with him? They've had barely in any interaction. No one that's ever on the two on one two ever, ever makes it through to the finale. Like, that's just not a thing. And also, I did not like Jasenia. So Jasenia was the one talking about MJ's a bully and you'll see it when it airs back. How mean were they to Heather? Not that I wouldn't be mean too. I would probably be pretty bitchy. Like, why are you here? But Jasenia was the meanest out of all of them. Her and Kit. What are you talking about? You are a bully. Don't you. That's the freaking pot calling the kettle black. Like I get it's towards the end, but it doesn't mean that you have the right to be a bitch. Like Jesus. I was happy that Heather got sent home, though. I was like, oh, no, girl. And it's so embarrassing that they made her get into the minivan on the way out. Like they couldn't just have Matt Walker to the door. No, they had to show her getting into the minivan. I also read that. Heather reached out to the producers and the I kind of read that the reason that she got there so late and it wasn't earlier in the season was because she reached out to the producers about this and the producers were like, no, and she did it anyways. So while it was still staged in the beginning, I think, I think they knew that she was just going to do it either way, but they did try to stop her, which is so interesting. And then she made a statement today on Instagram that I didn't read because she's boring. Stick that statement in your dimples, get that bread, get that head, and leave. Peace out. Um, You know the guy that did the Sacramento series, the Kingsgate picture that I have in my office that I've talked about on a previous podcast? He messaged me this morning and was like, God damn it, Megan. There's bachelor people popping up in my Instagram page because I've been listening to your podcast. And that is hilarious. I think that's so funny. I just assume that even women 
that are listening to my podcast and don't listen to The Bachelor just tune out. But my friend Sylvia, she doesn't listen or she doesn't watch The Bachelor. And she said that she still listens. And then when he said that he listens even through The Bachelor stuff, I was shocked. I was like, whoa, a man that doesn't watch The Bachelor, he is still sticking with me and listening to the podcast. That is impressive. Even Brett has fallen off. Brett's like five episodes behind. So I appreciate all of you that don't watch The Bachelor that fucking stick with me through these episodes. It I mean, it means a lot. I love it. I love it so much. And for you to stick with me even when I'm hungover and having off weeks, ah, chef's kiss. Also, if my friend Anthony is interviewing for this season and it is Katie, oh, God, he's not going to like her at all. (laughs) I really hope that he gets on it because I need insight. Oh, my God. He was already supposed to come this month to be on on the podcast, but he wanted to come the week that we're getting the puppy. And I'm like, I can't handle a guest and a puppy. Well, I could, but it would be nice to get him pre-bachelor. I'm already manifesting it for him. I'm like, you are going to be on The Bachelorette. So last thing before we wrap it up, um, there are pictures circulating of Claire and Dale. They're both in Florida together, walking the streets hand in hand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, I do get it, actually. I think that Claire is going to do the back and forth thing with him. I think they're both dumb for saying that they've broken up if they were potentially going to work it out. When you're in the public, I like that. Just keep it to yourself. No need for a statement until you're 100% sure. And so now here they are walking around together. He is probably feeling lonely, feeling the effects of the backlash that he's experienced after announcing that him and Claire were taking a break. And he's probably gone running back to her. And she is all about that life because she's weak. I'm sorry. I know I'm not. I know being mean is not cute, but that's just how she comes off. And it's just going to happen all over again. Like if he doesn't like her, he doesn't like her. You're not that if, if the attraction hasn't grown, it's not it's not going to grow. And he's just going to try to force it. And it's just going to be a shit show in the end. So I'm curious to see how that all pans out. If you want to see the pictures of them together, those are on my Instagram at what the Chuck podcast. I'm going to wrap this up because I Lord knows I've already said a few things. And afterwards, I've paused like, ooh, I might have to cut that out. So not really sure how long this is going to be. <laughs> we'll see after the fact. Follow me on Instagram at what the Chug podcast for those videos that I was talking about in this episode. The Lindsay Lohan, the Chris Harrison statement, the Rachel Kirkconnell statement. And I'll also put up the statement that the entire Bachelorette and Bachelor's um, I almost said staff, what they collectively released as a statement that everyone put up on their statuses. I'm sure you've seen it, but just in case you haven't, you can find it at what the Chug podcast and I'll talk to you next week. I am freaking dead. So I ended this podcast. I was going to start to edit it, but I first checked my text messages and Anthony, my best guy friend, he sent me a screenshot of the text from the producer and it says, let me read it. Hold on. Hopefully, I mean, they're not. Who's going to know? How would they know? So the text said, hey, Anthony, my name's, I'm not going to say, I'm the casting producer for the TV show, The Bachelorette on ABC. Are you familiar with the show? I was calling to see if you're interested in being considered. Let me know. He said, hey, yes, I'm familiar and definitely interested. And she said, did you get my email? He said, yep, just received it. She said, if you are interested, please get me your application and photos ASAP. We don't have a lot of time to work with. We start taping next month on the 11th. I'm fucking dead. He said, OK, I'll finish it up tonight. And so I said to him, I said, holy shit, you aren't going to like the lead if it's who it's rumored to be. But I still think you should submit. Are you going to? He said, absolutely, I am. Even if I just to be, even if I just got to be in it, that would be cool. I am fucking dead dead now he said this before where he's like I'm gonna submit and then he doesn't he just flakes so I'm gonna stay on top of him there's no way that he's gonna like Katie though if it is really Katie oh oh my god the tea I'm gonna force him to be my podcast partner going I mean he can quit his job we could just be on a podcast together I could be on a bachelor podcast without being involved in the bachelor 
I know I already said that earlier, but my game plan is just being reiterated because I'm putting it into motion in my mind because it's happening. Okay, bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.